Hi, welcome to our podcast. This is a trigger warning for any of those listening. The film that we're about to discuss does entail a an absorbent amount of abuse. So trigger warning, trigger warning before you take a listen. Thank you again for joining us. Hello, hello all. Welcome back to the Popcorn Podcast. That is popcorn, not popcorn. P-O-C for people of color. This is where we discuss movies, films, directed, starred, or produced by, you guessed it, people of color. I am one of your hostesses today. My name is Tamaya, and I'm joined by my beautiful co-host. Please introduce yourself. Hello, all. This is Esther. Just excited to be here with you. And we are suddenly in the fall uh, in the in United States over here. It's a bit chilly, but still in my little corner of the world, sunny and bright. So that's a, we don't usually get that on the West Coast. <laughs> that's so really that's true. I am basking in the sun and my plants are loving it. So yay. Yes, yes. So we are. And what about yourself, uh, miss? Who oh. are you? <laughs> I, I did I said that first member I'm the hostess Tamaya thank you so you guys can remember I'm on the east coast so yes chilly for reals um but we do get a little more sun than a Seattle-ish area over there so thankful but I love the fall weather I'm excited I'm actually early this year prepping for Halloween so things are looking good things are looking up so guys just so you know what we're doing this month, we um, wanted to pick films that actually, if we can, we try to find films that align with whatever celebration, whatever um, historical, whatever thing is also geared towards this month. So please, Esther, explain what October is in the United of States. Uh, yes. So uh, twofold. So uh, October is generally regarded as Filipino American month here in the United States. And we also celebrate what is now federally recognized as Indigenous Peoples Day on uh -huh. the first, I, I believe the second Monday of the month of October. Um, and so yes. we wanted to honor both of these uh, events for lack of a better yes. term. And today we will focus on Indigenous People Day because that just happened. Um, <laughs> and our film to honor that is called Indian Horse, which um, is based on the novel of the same name by an actual Canadian uh, author, um, Richard, Richard Wagamesi. And please, mm -hmm. you know, be gentle with me if I pronounce that wrong. But Richard is a photojournalist and author actually from the Waba Simung Independent Nations in Northwestern Ontario. Okay. And this novel uh, actually won, you know, multiple awards and was adapted into a screenplay still written by Richard. So it's, you know, still followed the spirit of his book. Mm -hmm. And actually was, um, what is the word? Not produced, but opened. What am I? What word am I thinking of? Um, it not quite sure. 
Um, premiered the film? Premiered, yes, thank you, thank you. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> it was premiered in 2017, sadly, posthumously from Richard passing. Um, oh, gosh, okay. Yes, so um, again, very, I feel, uh, heavy film that was glad to have um, had the chance to see, honestly, and really uh, thank him for his work there and making light of something that many First Nation um, people within Canada, but I think also Native Americans within the United States definitely can and do connect with. Seriously. So yeah, we we ended up picking this film. And before we get into it, always, always warning, spoilers, this whole podcast is a spoiler. Spoiler galore. Never going to not be a spoiler. It's never not going to be. But because we have respect for you all and love you so very much, we'll tell you each time. So yes, spoiler alert. And let's start getting into this. Um, uh, The first question, because yeah, I got I got a saying about that, but I'll ask you first. Um, <laughs> what were you expecting from Indian Horse? Had you heard anything beforehand? What were you expecting? So we'll give you a bit of a reveal behind the curtain. So we, as we choose, you know, what films to watch together and discuss, this one, uh, we went a bit unaware and that we honestly <laughs> did a search about you know recent because I wanted I wanted us to do a movie about you know the native experience yes and I wanted it to be relatively recent so nothing like you know with that was done in you know the 70s 80s really try to do something as close to modern time at least in terms of um, premiering and production of the film as close to modern time as possible so really found a list from Google and was like, okay, what movie do I have access to via the many streaming channels that we end up paying for, which is the same as cable at the end of the day, but that's a rent for yes, another whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and we landed on this movie. And again, as you know, you do this sort of peaking, right? The first thing that you interact with is the poster. And the yes. poster is of this uh, seemingly native uh, younger adult on ice hockey. And it was like, okay, yes. native man on ice, obviously playing hockey based out of Canada. All right, that's right. going to be interesting and possibly right. fun. Maybe we'll even get a little Mighty Ducks action, you know, exactly. a underdog story, a little light, a little light something to watch, you know, because um, honestly... And Most we, of the stuff again, we looked for list. was like trauma, 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 trauma. <laughs> and it, you could tell the list was like dark. And, you know, the posters were like revealing. So we were like, well, this one looks, you know, like, and again, it's not to a, not necessarily to ignore the trauma. We as African-American, um, Haitian-American, we as people of the African diaspora, we, we know we got it. We got the trauma. We, and we'll do it. But we were just, just trying to find something we could enjoy or just experience is a better word mm-hmm. um, that would let us into the life of native peoples and give us something, you know, um, 
about their lives that we could talk about that wasn't necessarily trauma-filled. Because a lot of things, a lot of what I've noticed, at least with a lot of minority communities, is a lot of our exposure, our media, our access to, you know, people's access to us is you is very much so limited to a traumatic space um for the you know uh black and maybe latinx community it could be the hood and gang violence and this that and the third and yes these things are alive and well and true mm -hmm. but they're not our only experiences so when we say we were looking for something light we were just looking for another experience that didn't necessarily focus on the trauma of the community we picked we didn't pick correctly in that regard <laughs> <laughs> but all stories need to be told so yes. here we are sorry carry on esther uh so yeah i mean that that is you know a peek behind the curtain honestly so we saw this and from the description again from that list it didn't seem to be as traumatic as the other um pigs that we were considering so we were like okay mm -hmm. like it's about a you know young kid uh from um Oh my gosh, what are what are they called? Sadly, they are called from a residential school. So I'm like, I I I I have prior knowledge about what residential schools were and about the native ex not the interference with that. So I'm like, okay, um, we might have to encounter some uh, painful stuff, but it'll be mm -hmm. perhaps more of a sport movie than a residential school you know native struggle story mm. and also i would say what really did it for me was that it was like in medical that, that the source material was from an author who was native who was first nation canadian and also did the screenwriting so for me that like was like okay we you know this is from you know the source itself it's, it's not going to be i mean I, again i don't know what the process was during the rewrite but it's right. going to be heavily from that voice and that's what we tried right to mostly accurate not as much watered down yeah so uplift uh, those voice you know the our voices in that way so i'm like yes you know i'm good to go um so that's was my first um yeah my first impression kind of my mm go to going into this film so in mm -hmm. terms of expectation really uh i watched this film on a business flight um mm. from my house not well not from my house but leaving my kiddos behind at home very early in the morning mm -hmm. <laughs> having to deal with you know the hot harrowing experience of airports during covid right. times because we're still in COVID. So this was sort of like where my immediate mindset was, was finally, I'm just trying to like, you know, perhaps uh, not numb my mind, but have some entertainment after I went through this, you know, you know, thing of like waking up super, super early, making sure that right. I get my flight because of longer oh. wait times, I'm sitting down, I downloaded the movie beforehand on, you know, from the Netflix uh, platform, I am ready. I, you know, I, I, I have breakfast, I'm good to go. I'm <laughs> or at least like learn something new. And boy, did I learn something new. Boy, did you learn something new. 
All right. What about yourself? <laughs> like I said, I was coming in here like, you know, I love a good sports movie. My childhood was made up of sports movies. Um, this was this was um, screw sports, you know, <laughs> life in here was so much heavier, so much realer than the sports put on the front front poster. Good God. I was just I just. Again, I was expecting something a little, uh, I was expecting something lighter. I was expecting something lighter mm -hmm. and it was not that. And yeah, yeah, I, um, I'm not going to say the movie broke me, but it bit mm -hmm. me up. It mm -hmm. bit me up a bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And so that was my expect. The only thing I heard before I saw it, because Esther did see it before me was, I just want to hold my children closer to me now. And it sucked that she was on a business trip away from them. Mm -hmm. And I read that and was like, gosh. So for background, <laughs> as, as I was saying this, so as I said, right, I watched this on the first leg of my flight going to a three-day business outing out of state. And I that was the first thing that I did as I call myself into my seat on the ec economy <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. part of my flight. Um, and so the whole time, the whole time, I just, I cried. Yeah. yeah. Very early. And I cried very early on in the, in, in the movie. Me and too. And I'll share. And I'll Which share we'll talk about next. Why, yes. But I cried very early on the movie. And I'm like, I still have so much to go. <laughs> Oh my God! That was my thought too. That was my thought too. It was like I was like I literally touched that screen. Like God damn! This is like only the first. <laughs> so okay, let's get to the next question because then we can talk okay. about it. You ready? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, in film, we have something called um, uh, an inciting incident. Do you know what that is? Um, no. Please. Okay, just quickly. So, mm -hmm. um, an inciting incident is an event that occurs in relation to the protagonist near the beginning um, of the film or the beginning of the story, which okay. sets the story in motion. It's the thing okay. that sets the story okay. in motion. Like, that's so like, you know, for adventure. Okay. Correct. So okay. like for Aladdin, it's like when he met Jafar or whatever mm -hmm. and, and, and grabbed the, the genie um, um, bottle, what have you, yeah. genie lamp. Mm -hmm. So what, okay, so the question is, mm -hmm. what did the inciting incident incite in you? So in the beginning of the film, the thing that got it really going, what what was that for you? What did it, what did it spark in you? So like um, feelings wise, yes. And I think we're talking about the same part. <laughs> so this is going to be so a bit of not backtracking but um before I go into this I, I want to now offer what I would call culture corner or at least history corner okay um I like culture corner too yeah go on please yeah. so if for those who don't know or not aware um within North America and by North America, I'm specifically talking about the United States and Canada. Mm -hmm. we, uh, the governments of both countries have a very fraught 
for lack of, you know, nicer term, um, relationship with its native people. And by native people, uh, I'm talking about uh, the inhabitants of those lands who were there before European colonizers came and colonized the lands. Mm-hmm. And that is a history that I feel is very much overlooked, um, the same as with civil rights movement in, in the United States and just how recent things are. Right. For example, in the United States, it was still illegal until ni- the late 1970s. And I want to say like even 1978, but I, it might be 1974. It was illegal for Native Americans to pray, to chant, to do their powwows. It was literally illegal. And there were um, militia groups funded by the United States via the FBI that will that had the power to go and literally hunt people who were seen to have headdress, just you know, wearing their, their quote unquote traditional garbs, who were even deemed to perhaps be having instead of like, you know, um, chanting dance, anything that might be seen by the white lens to be a traditional cer- ceremony. Mm. Within that context, um, residential school, and that's something that's um, very Canadian, and we had something similar in the United States, but those weren't residential school. They were outright kidnapping and um, adoption. Uh, well, more like adoption. And I'm using adoption very loosely, but kidnapping and adoption of native uh, children to white families so that they could be civilized. So that's what the United States was doing um, to the native uh, people there. Peoples, yeah. Within Canada, because it has a very um, strong relationship with the Catholic church, their mm-hmm. version of it was called residential school. And what those are is, again, the kidnapping of yep. native children into these boarding schools run by the Catholic church, where the literal Indianness was kicked, beaten, and abused, and yeah, kicked out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a very native and first nation um, trauma that again Mm. is still recent. And just to give you a bit of a glimpse in August, 2021, and I think actually May of 2021, uh, there was mass burials that were uncovered at various sites that used to be residential schools. Jesus Christ, I remember that. I think. Um, oh my God. Out of Canada. And be, beyond just the first reaction of this is atrocious, that there were so many literal children dying out uh, because those schools were not well funded, right? They were, they, they were run as um, child labor factories. And they did not care at what age they kidnapped those kids and placed them in those residential schools. And 
you are in they're being run by people who have no training no intention to really care for these children so of course you're gonna have sadly lots and lots of deaths so imagine having your kids kidnapped from you place you know in a school where you have no idea where they are and never hearing back from them so there's this is the kind of like the trauma that we are walking into where you have literal stolen generation and that's what they're called like they oh. are stolen generation because of one the physical stealing of the people but also the stealing of the culture because while you yes. are in places both in the residential schools in canada but also in those forced adoption in the united states you were again it was illegal literally illegal where you could be fined and killed in some places for even speaking your language for even like having a feather in your air in your hair if you looked remotely native mm. so back to your question kind of closing our culture corner <laughs> god dang <laughs> and back to your question about like what did that inciting incident evoke in me Ugh. i started crying for me like it really just picked up when um soul who is our protagonist um was first when he first arrived in the residential school and the nuns there cut his hair that act for me Ugh. sorry it's still very fresh because i know like how sacred hair is within many first nations and how you, you you don't like your hair is so much part of your culture how you style it how you wear it when you decide to cut it and in a lot of uh, um, nations and tribes, you only cut your hair um, and basically in, 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 in moments of grieving and moments where religion, like something has ended. Ugh. And so when his hair was cut for me, like that snipped, like really shook my being because I'm like, at this point, this kid is literally never again from where we were like i'm like this kid will never be in touch with himself like like you you'll always have this like kind of feel like a missing limb or basically a missing like possibly like your whole half body missing from you because your whole identity mm -hmm. has been completely ejected out of you by force by literal trauma bodily yes. trauma yes and nothing could um make you whole again like yes. it, it will take so much work to undo that maybe two seconds of trauma that just happened to you like your whole life you will carry that with you so <laughs> God. That, that was maybe my and that was my inciting moment that might be different from you so what about you it is different but dang that got me too um 
mine was basically uh, <clears throat> within the film, you see basically from the beginning, they let you know that children are being kidnapped for these freaking residential schools and put placed in these residential schools. And they um, <clears throat> show our protagonist saw basically getting away as far away as they can with this family, including his brother, who's sick and escaped one of the residential schools, but he's very sick. And they escaping together to this land with grandma um, in hopes of, you know, just getting away from literally the white man, as she mentioned in the film, taking their children. And during this time, you see the parents are like, they're there, but they're just barely holding on. Mm -hmm. So sorry. Hush car. Um, they're there, but they're just barely holding on. Mm -hmm. And they seem to be drinking a lot during that time out there. Um, and at one point, the brother dies of the sickness. And they chose to go back because you could just tell the parents were battling something but it wasn't clear yet because we didn't get to have that experience within the residential school just yet with our protagonist. But you could tell that they were battling something. The mother, especially like the way she would drink and then just talk about how like, no, we, we need to pray to Jesus Christ, even though the grandmother is like trying to teach them and instilling these kids and her family, no, this is our ways. This is our culture. This is what we believe. This is what we do. This is our history. And the grandma was just fighting so hard to kind of instill that in both what it looked like her children and her grandchildren who were clearly affected by what was being forced upon their community. And so they abandoned Saul, okay, there's one tier. And then grandma realizes, you know, they're not coming back, Saul. We need to get somewhere where we can survive this winter that's about to hit us or we will die. And so these two, this young boy and grandma just go off on this journey to try to find safety together. And grandma don't make it. And that killed me. That part, <laughs> that inciting incident was like, like, <gasps> we know. And then he's just laying there with her body. Jesus Christ, this damn film. Yeah. <laughs> and then here we go. The white man, like grandma said, comes up out of nowhere and kidnaps him. And they leave grandma on the side of the freaking road. And that is when we get thrown into this stinking residential school and his experience, even though he's already been traumatized multiple times at this point, truly begins and it was like only like 10 minutes i was just yes. looking at the time like god damn you're like what, what 20 is minutes in this thing you're like what is the hockey uh, gonna come what is the hockey gonna come please okay okay god damn oh it was so Ooh. wrong and so uh so oh god this this film I will say had a um, Jesus Christ it 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 called back and I'll mention it now because I don't know if we'll mention it again mm -hmm. it's quick it called back um, a film to me I want to make sure I get the name right because I definitely looked it up a moment ago whoo God <laughs> I'm just I'm like I can get through this without crying the Magdalene sisters. Um, and that is a film 
that is like it was my first experience of these teenage Irish girls. It's an old film, mm. I think sixties. Being, okay. yeah, I believe one was raped by her cousin. The other two had premature like babies early in their lives. One was a flirter. She flirted with the boys, and so these different women were taken. Even the woman who was raped, she was blamed, taken and thrown into this asylum, really, mm-hmm. school asylum, what have you, yep. to try to retrain them into the ways of God and holiness and et cetera. And the abuse that went on in here from mm-hmm. this, this institution, mm-hmm. it was like a call back to that. And I'm like, shit, not this again. And it was just like, so back to this film, An Indian Horse just my god my god so that was that inciting incident i can say what it brought out in me was just hopelessness loss mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as um watching this culture being snatched from this boy and his family and all of these people and children like you said a stolen generation who were also like to actively see it being snatched I am an African-American woman, a piece of me. I always feel lost. And, and something that stuck with me in Black Panther, if you've seen it in the Marvel film, there was a point in there where the Black Americans were referred to as the lost ones. And it's because we don't have any information or connection. It was stolen. It was stolen. It was beat out of our our ancestors. Mm-hmm. And even to this day, walking around, you know, in this um diverse America, walking into people who want to ask me, where are you from? Because this is America, right? No one's from here except for the fucking natives that have been tortured out of their homes. So where are you from? And when they get the answer here. I'm from here. And when they dig deeper, no, where are you from? It's got to be an outside land. You're not native. Mm-hmm. And then I have to tell them my fucking ancestors were slaves. And then they get awkward and the questions stop. Mm-hmm. Yes, because you know there's not much fucking paperwork to go be. I don't know. It was mm-hmm. stolen. And so to watch this child and these people having their identities actually stolen from them on camera in front of us when grandma was trying so hard to escape and instill what was trying to be stolen into her family and to have her not be able to make it and the child being snatched away and everything she was fighting for happening anyway. God, hopelessness and loss. And so that's that part. (laughs) Thanks question, God damn. (laughs) (sighs) Damn this film. And don't mind me, it was a gorgeous, beautiful film. It's a story that needs to be told because without them, we are ignorant and we are allowed to believe in whatever the fuck, be- sorry, I'm a, I'm a cussaholic today. Whatever the fucking victors want to tell us. Mm-hmm. Victors meaning thieves and murderers and rapists. That was just really so fucking is, ironic. You know, when, as the saying say, right? Um, history is written by the victors really Correct. could be the you know history is written by the oppressors and yes um yes what they say if a lion can pick up a pen to tell you its story instead of the hunter what would the story be 
It's absolutely true in all of the senses. And right now we are going through so much trying to unlearn what the hell we know. Because what the, not what we know, what we've been taught. Yeah. Unlearn it. We do so much unlearning now every day. This was just, I know, I know natives were not treated properly, period. But this is just another level now that I know that they've gone through that I did not know before. Oh, okay. I did not know about this. Ah. So, damn. That was your first, I will say, as I said, I I know enough about uh, the system that operated. Uh, So it wasn't, it wasn't as much of a surprise to me. Um, Right, exactly, yeah. But the in that but the individual individual story that we were given here is new to me, and just really seeing as um, Maya was sharing, right? How much does when when it is systemic racism, when it is systemic mm. oppression, that mm-hmm. you can you. I think this story this the story in Richard. Um, Ragamese does a really great job, I feel like, in showing how you cannot individually lift yourself out of racism when there's a whole system that benefits and is created to literally obliterate you, your identity and your being. Yes, yes. (laughs) And the fact that they're all government approved first from residential schools, concentration camps, um what was the camp the Japanese would put it that's that's right now right and um the camps that the Japanese were put into as well like government puts their stamp on this shit first and foremost civil rights slavery yes it's so prison and social complex all these things okay which is the active stuff that's happening now oh my god it's so hard i think we can like stay in this for a long time but you know we can move and i'll move on i yeah. am but <laughs> god is it exhausting i've been watching this thing i was just so exhausted and exhausted by the people who have the nerve to tell minorities and people who have gone through this how shit to feel. how not how to feel how not bad it was how you know how it lucky you this, are to how be lucky here. you are Right. And well, you know, at least now they know Jesus. Whatever the hell could come out. The nerve. These films make it so hard to watch because I have to then walk into this world where people have the nerve to look in my eye without knowing shit and tell me how to feel. I tell these people how to feel. So next question. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whew, film wise. Did you find that um oh well, this can go one or two ways. I have I'm trying to see which one I want. Cause, oh my God. Okay. So the question really is, I, I have multiple guys. We're still new, so we're still working out exactly how we want to ask things. Um. So I have a question that says, "Does did the climax deliver for you?" So the like, you know. Once he's he's doing this hockey, he's now almost closer to one step closer to professional hockey mm-hmm. to say the climax of the film. Did it deliver to you? And or mm-hmm, we can talk good. about um another question if that one's not it, and you just choose which one you want. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the the protagonist and antagonist of a film, correct? The good guy and the bad guy, mm -hmm. so to speak. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's completely not clear. Um, and this film, was that clear to you? It was there a turn to you? Because there was one for me. So oh. yeah, please pick which one oh you want to answer. I just I'm gonna, one. I'm gonna try to like as quickly as I can answer both. So first, <laughs> the, the climax for me. As I was watching this film, it and I think things are, are like very synergic because before I started watching this film, I watched a very short TikTok. And it might also led me to read a bit more about the fact that Jackie Robinson, who is known in the United States as the first uh, black baseball player to integrate the what is it called MLB, which is the, the major league. league. Yeah. Um, died from a heart attack at, I believe, 56. Like, before he even hit 60, he died of a heart attack. And oh. what this content creator was trying to point out is that although he did die of a heart attack, her argument was that um, this is a symptom and the actual killer was racism. Oh. Because when you are first... When oh God, oh God. There is so much that you have to overcome. One and the actual act of being first, right? In that field. So being the first of, you know, um, baseball player in the MLB or being the first Supreme Court justice a la Katachi mm. uh, Jackson Brown. Is that her name? I, I know you're on the right path. I don't yeah. know by heart. I, I can't look it up. So, so we, we tend to, to, to look to these people, right? Because they're the first and, and um, kind of bring it back to the film when that um, minor league, uh, I forgot the name of the character, but that, that white uh, minor league owner was like, you know, you're going to be a role model to your people. You're going to make it. This is so great for you, right? Um, yeah. And, and in a sense, right, like we, I benefited from, from that representation of seeing people. Yes, yes, the ones who that, quote unquote make it. Yeah, that I've made it, that like I've, I've, ne I've never could imagine myself in because there was none and then they became the first, right? So in yeah. that way, there is this, this pride, this, this, this great sort of elation, I'm sure when you are the first, but. Mm we tend to really forget that what comes with being the first, because yes. when, you hit that, when you hit that barrier, people don't just automatically say, oh my gosh, right? Like Kataji, you, we're, so, we're so glad to have you here, right? Right, we were no. waiting for you to be the first, right? We're waiting for you to be the first. No, it's the complete opposite. You have to fight this thing on your own, by yourself, without community support, because usually when you are the first, you are pushed and like just shoved into this environment where it's white, usually it's whiteness all around you in this particular case, right? Or it's just like straight people all around you. And you, mm. in a way, are again, that I keep going back to that um, visual of having something basically hacked from you. And in that, and then in that instance, like you're being hacked away from your community or from the people who might have supported you up to that point. Because usually you're the you are the first because you are the only one. 
Mm. Um, so I kind of to bring it all back to circle. The climax for me was, you know, when a Saul, um, you know, abruptly leaves the hockey ring because mm. you want him to be the first, but then you, you realize really kind of what that means to be the first, how much work it is mentally and, and on your body to be the first because you are alone and people are so vicious to you because you are a literal representation of their hatred. Yes. You are oh. a physical embodiment of all oh. the things that they've been taught. Um, and, 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 and made to hate or be ignorant about or completely, again, from a systemic oppression, um, violence have been equipped to completely destroy you with that physical embodiment and how much of a burden is that to, Jesus. to, 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 to do it on your own because that's so unmirable but also we we need to to applaud those who've 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 attempted because just in attempting it's so much and for those who've said that's not for me, that is as yeah. courageous as those who were willing to go the distance, quote unquote, because you might have done that, I like Jackie Robinson, and end up dying. But at what cost? And end up dying because of just how much taxing it is and stressful. Yes, and how much strain it was on it your on your being. On you, because again, I want to make it clear, right? Even if you become the first, things don't automatically just become a hunky-dory you're gonna have to keep fighting to prove your humanity mm. you're gonna keep fighting again by yourself you're worth the spot that you just earned yeah and 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 again right to be the first means that you have to be not just good not just good enough not just exceptional you have to be you have to be that 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 diamond in the rough to be even uh, to be even like allowed to enter the space of mediocrity yeah that other show <laughs> god <laughs> yo <laughs> so that is a climax for me what all of that wait brings. <laughs> wait let me answer my climax part okay. before we okay. can go into the other part ditto motherfucking ditto okay <laughs> and everything you just said because once you mentioned Jackie, like one of the main things I envisioned was Chadwick Boseman, rest in power, um, when he played 42. And that scene, that scene where he had to go into the, the pit, no, he went back into the locker rooms, towards the locker rooms, and he took his bat and just broke it against the wall, screaming his heart out because it was all the frustration that he couldn't show out there on the field. Mm -hmm. And that was that part, that, that scene is so incredible because it embodied so fucking much um and it and and it's so true the first the first one other thing um I, it made me think of as you're talking about the first and like just to enter the space of mediocrity chris rock has a joke love him as well and he has a joke in which basically he's like I live, you know, with in a rich area now basically mm -hmm. big beautiful place he said now you know, not to brag, but I can say I'm like one of the, you know, um, one of the best, one of the top well-known worldwide comedians in the world. 
Um, it's like Mary J. Blige, I think, lives down the street from me. She's, um, you know, one of the best, like, arguably the best R&B, you know, soul artist. singer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, artist within this, um, in the world, you know. And then you have Eddie Murphy, who lives, like, across the street from me. He's, like, the best, you know, known um, comedic filmmaker, the standard third in the world. He's like, and you know who my neighbor is? A goddamn dentist. He said, do you know what any of us would have to do? To be a dentist and live on our block, we have to invent fucking teeth. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's so telling. It's so true. The amount of excellence you have to be to enter a space of mediocrity and then be spit on, be talked about, be, be belittled as if you don't earn, didn't have to do how much to even earn that spot. Ooh. Ooh. Just... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, the climax to me on initial watching was okay. disappointing, was disappointing because he had it. He had the skill. He had the talent. He had the chance to be the one, you know, who made it and makes all this money and maybe gives back to his community and is an excellent person to look up to as a native in this space and with that platform. And it disappointed me that he chose not to do it. Like, I got scared every time I saw the years go by, 69, 79, 89. I got scared because I'm like, dude, you're too old now. There's no way I'm waiting for the hero tale. I'm mm. waiting for the miracle of where someone talks some sense into him. He goes back in and he makes it. And, and, I think and the reason it disappointed me, mm -hmm. the more I think about it and the more it goes on, it disappointed me because... I am a cinemaphile, and as a cinema, uh, sorry, I'm a cinephile, and as a cinephile, I have been trained mm -hmm. to an extent. I have been trained story. to not know real life. I have been trained to celebrate not reality, okay? I have literally been trained not to celebrate reality, not to acknowledge it or recognize it, which in turn makes me, and I don't know how many other people feel so mediocre, feel so less than, because we are that one who always makes it. We all find that we have the potential, but we're not that one who gets out there and is the one on the spotlight, the one who, who made it through all these things, the one with the camera in their face. We are trained not in reality, not in reality, not in not in the rule, but the exception of the rule. And the fact that what happened to him when he chose, when he went through this downward spiral and this drinking binge and years of being a nomad and not knowing where he is and lost and fully experiencing what tra trauma will do to a person, it, it disappointed me because I was like, shit, this is real. This is mm -hmm. everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, the fucking films like to focus on the one, but what happens to the million? Mm -hmm. The million are us. The million are us. And the fact that he was able to, after all that, the real climax is he realizes that his true safety and his true home is with the people he found along the way and went back there. Mm -hmm. That's reality. That's what we can all do. That's what we all have access to. Do we all have access to that platform where all the white people say, this is the one we, we raise for you all to look at mm -hmm. and the one we want you all to aspire to this is the one we've chosen to be your you? guide your mm -hmm. statue this is the one where this story shows fuck the one here are the many this mm -hmm. is what we all have access to without permission 
from anyone who finds the time to say, oh, you're good enough, I pick you. Fuck them. <laughs> this is what we all have access to right here, right now. So it was disappointing, but only because it was a mirror into what I consider, what I've been trained to consider success versus reality. Success in finding yourself, your family, your home, and feeling at ease and comfortable there is just as good, if not better, than the success of being the one. Because so I, yeah, that was the climax does, for me. Because if you kind of quickly break it down, like what does the one means? The one means to assimilate into whiteness, which is what residential yes. schools were meant to do, or that yes. was their goal. And so, to be approved, be approved by whiteness. Yes. And so, and, and, and returning home, right? That is, and I think that's why, like, above everything else, like, I think the cinematography was excellent. I think the actors were just amazing. And, and, and I do think the story, again, was so powerful because it came from somebody who either lived it or, like, you know, was within that community because you understand what it means to be whole. What it means to be a success, a success within that context is to finally be home as his grandmother was so desperately trying to accomplish for her, you know. Her family, her lineage. For her lineage is to be home. It's, it's, it's to be accepted without the fear of at any point being kidnapped and stolen. And, and, yes, and, and traumatized and, 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 and abused. to like speak the language. Oh my God. Like to be able to just like talk the way that like your body wants to talk. Yes. Without fear. And be the way you want to be. In <sighs> all his natural because form. I think the other, the other climax for me really is when he cried. Right, because also because I again, as you watch the film, right, all throughout it, Soul is very stoic. He's he, yes. he, you know, he he he, he finds his little bit of light. He finds his little light here, or his little hope there, and he clings to. He clings to that hobby and, 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 as and, the and, savior. And there's a big sort of reveal at the very end, which kind of I I'll talk about it later, but like kind of hinted that, but like never was really confirmed toward the very end. And so you understand why he was, he's been so stoic, but throughout the film, right? He's a very stoic, very just sort of like his face. The, and I think again, the actor did such an amazing work where like his face, right? Like all throughout he's, you know, he's, he's rising through the ranks within hockey. You know, he's this amazing hockey player, this amazing just person. He persevered through all of this, right? Yet mm. you feel like he's never content. He's never just like, he never allows himself to, to be. He's mm. always feel like the tension within his face and his body movement. Mm -hmm. He's yes. very controlled, very caged, very just, you know, like, uh, like somebody who is at anxiety level, like 50 at all time. And so yes. when he finally cries by this river, like I, I felt that relief as well of just, of like kind of, bring something personal right like as I said like wanting to hold my kids because something that I am um actively <laughs> and very um intentionally doing with my kids who are boys is telling them you know when something happens like they're still very young they're toddlers telling them cry it out 
just cry it out. It's okay. What happened to you? Mm-hmm. It, it hurt, right? You, 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 you bang your head, cry it out, like let it out. And, 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 and I think there's, you know, very aspect of it, like, uh, in terms of like, you know, sexism and gender and all of that and talks masculinity, but the fact like, you know, again, we've told those people who are put in this position of being the one, oh, like, you know, just, just grin and bear it, just grin and bear it. And you'll have this amazing future. Like the, 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 the goalpost keeps moving, obviously, right? Because they don't want you. So they keep moving the goalposts and they keep telling you, just hold on a little bit longer. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. And, and don't, don't let them see you crack. Don't let them see you like crack, right? In trauma, like just, just hold it together because any sort of weakness will be literally beaten out of you, either uh-huh. literally by the nuns or figuratively by the system. So you have to like be sharp about you all the time. And that's, yeah. a, like, that's a, such a heavy like it's not even a burden it's just a heavy load to carry when somebody's oh. basically telling you don't be human don't yes. you dare be human because your survival depends on you completely dissociating with your body with 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 your need to feel comfort because you're never going to get that and so for you to just like keep breathing to the next second you have to just push everything down make it small eat it in your gut and grin and bear it and so when he finally cried and he and he showed us what happened all these years I'm just like you know it's just Mm. it's like I, I, obviously, I, I, and I think that brings us to the protagonist and the antagonist. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think for me, the antagonist, um, as I've hinted before, is the whole system is whiteness, is in that white supremacy, I'm mean, like a white supremacy. And particularly for me, is the Catholic Church. Because God, yeah, as yeah. a former, um you know catholic kind of still dabbling but just knowing the history of the church and what it has done to the new world to um and what christianity as a whole has done to us people of the global majority because i don't like to say minority because we're not we're the global majority what it has done to us Oh. That, that religious trauma, generational trauma of, of being told that your whole being, right? And, 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 and by being like, just like everything about you is an abomination, right? That's fed to you. Um, that your ancestry, that your, your, your way of coping, your way of being is not just wrong, it's evil. And, 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 and you buy that, right? Because it's told to you so often, you buy that. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not good, I'm not enough, I'll never be enough. And then to have those people who are supposedly 
your mother, who are supposedly living that life, who are the ones who are telling you what you are and what you should aspire to be because they're there. Mm-hmm. For them to then go on and, and, and completely dehumanize you further, you know, through, through bodily harm, either through physical harm, as you know, they verbal, like, verbal as well, verbal, like at the, all of the emotional, but I'm, I'm just like, especially in the residential school to bodily harm by yeah. like literal physical punishment from, for just being human, for being a kid. Huh. They, 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 they are like dehumanize you for being a kid. They kill you, literally kill you from Torture. We saw children die in this film, people. Both through their own hands, because kind of that was back to Wakanda and just overall like our own sort of African diaspora of going to the going to the water, because that was better than what you know. Bondage. Than what you know. It was, was the better. only relief you could see. The only relief that you thought was possible yes was to kill yourself in your own term because you will die <laughs> by yes. so but but to know also like you know in the school beside the physical abuse that sexual abuse was so rampant was so known and it's still known it's still known yes it's still reckoning with that and and the, like there's in, in that like the abuse is so it's so deep because you have that first level trauma, T trauma, post like just complex trauma of what happens to you physically. But then that second layer, again, that is systemic. When they tell you, no, it's not happening, don't you dare bring it up. That you know, you 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 call it upon yourself or either that is your way of survival actually is to be is to be taken out of your body to be violated as a kid yeah that's all of the things that you are being taught just subtly and 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 like it's it's both what is the word like outward and inward that like your yeah. violation and i think that's what that what else like your violation on all these level you know, your, your, your heritage, your violation of your heritage, the violation of your body, the violation of your spirituality is, <sighs> is, is, is not just expected, but it'll continue, right? Because that priest is going to Africa. <laughs> Is going to Africa. Africa. Because the, the church has moved him. And I was not surprised to think that probably they moved him because something got caught. Of course. And I'm like, it's, it's, it's. Because <laughs> they never fire him, but get and, rid of you. And, they and, just and, move and, you somewhere and, and else. That's second level. And that's why bringing it all the way back again about why fighting those burials at those residential school in Canada is such a big deal. Because to listeners, Although it was like obviously within the First Nation that that was known to the bigger Canadian uh, society, 
they don't know what's happening. No. You weren't aware of that residential school even, or, you know, your, or right down the street for you. And if you do know that there's a residential school, you have no idea of like what, like what is actually happening within those walls. Yes, yes. And so, and so when, when, and then on top of that, right, you have this big institution, the Catholic church saying, oh, we were doing them a service. Yes. They, that like, oh, you know, like again, and, and the representation of that priest. Or the time when he, they were trying to put him into the new home and they were like, and she, and the, and the nun said, what did the nun say? Like, he'll get a home and safety and all this stuff here. And I'm like, you believe, you yes. believe that? And, and, and my point though was sort of kind of a, a little bit askew, but with that, you know, uh, young, I think he was a priest. He might've been a brother. Um, when he had he was a father uh, yeah they called him yeah, father he, he had the gall to come to souls just that that is, that is the one place that he feels safe is on the ice is within the hockey arena to have the gall right. to chase him down to and again violate his pace and for what to tell him oh you were a glory soul oh my god <laughs> Because again, it's white supremacy and whiteness, right? That what I was doing to you, you better have been grateful because it could have been worse. And in that, right, and in that regard, oh God, yes. In that regard, not even just whiteness in that regard, just abusers. Yeah. And all fronts, in all, in all forms. Because whiteness and its white supremacy is already one yeah. category. And then there's the abusers in their and category of, yes. Of, and, 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 and they're linked in this instance, but to kind of take on the abuser, I think you, um, lens, right? That like, right? The gall to be like, I, I, I still owe, I still own you. <laughs> like I, I, yes. I'm forever a part of your story yes and don't you dare forget it you know it's without without saying those words audience they didn't yeah. say those words they didn't need to because that was it my thing with the protagonist antagonist right is always a thing about the white savior sometimes i feel like it's it's i feel like that statement is overused sometimes in certain things but not all the time okay so here i was tricked myself personally into thinking there was some level of white savior here. Mm. So I was like a victim to that in this regard. And I already, I'm having, I have so many, let's just say iffy moments. I am, I believe in God, but in what form, what religion, I just, I'm, I'm a little iffy. I'm still not necessarily, I'm just confused. Every time I feel even, I have not been able to settle myself mm. in a solid religious belief as of yet. And another part of that is is very much that lost mindset. Again, the lost ones, I don't, what did my ancestors, you know, um, pray to and, and all that jazz and trying to figure all that out. And, you know, we're also assimilated to this Christianity lifestyle. And I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if that's 
what I should be or if that's just something I've been trained to. It's, it's a whole thing. I got a book. I'm learning, guys. I'm yeah. figuring it out. Mm-hmm. But so little things like this all help me along the way, mm-hmm. you know, or not necessarily help me to make the decision, but yeah. either help or hurt. Like it's, it's inform, informed. Yes, there it is. So when I see films like this, which again, I've seen films like this with the just harshness and abuse of the Catholic church and how these people are so, so freaking sure that they are right and constantly have no hesitation in saying that this is what God wants and Jesus believes and da, 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 when it's so opposite in all that form. And it's just, it always shocks me to be like, you really believe that doing this to these children is going to assure your ascension to heaven. Like, I, uh, so <clears throat> I'm like, this is why people say F this. And then you hear this father, this dude, this young one who shows up. He's the nicest of all of the nuns and fathers. He but, seems but, to care but, about but the I children. Will, and something I, I definitely want to bring, because I think again, like the, the writing and the, and the acting made this so, like give you that just amazing, just supposition because he was good, but okay, let me rephrase. Was he actually good, but was, or was it just like a, a slightly more digestible devil than the ones that he was part of, you know? Oh no, he was definitely more digestible, and, most and, and, definitely. And I think, and I, and I think <clears> that's Because he was still there. He was still complicit in every single exactly. thing that and these I, people did. But it seemed like he could hide behind the fact that he wasn't the full leader or hide behind all this crap to try to make himself out to be. And he probably believes he is much better because he doesn't beat the shit out of them. And and again, basically, you have this thing. Kind of add to that, right? Just like, and oh my God, we can keep talking about this, but just why, again, within anti racism work specifically, we are so we talk so much about like allyship and what that means because again a lot of times when people call themselves allies they they sometimes do the most harm to mm. the community than those that we see as outright racist because of this of this mindset that like those people have where they're like well I'm not as bad as the, as as those races over there right exactly yeah Yet, yeah I yeah. don't do anything to unpack what's going on because I benefit from that system. And again, this is not an individual thing. Yes, and that's absolutely what his, his whole situation was. That's, that's yeah. perfectly described as what his position was in that. I'm not really changing anything because I benefit off of this abuse, neglect, all of these things. It helps me out at the end. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of me was like, well, there's one. There's one, mm-hmm. there's one mm-hmm. good one in this. Yeah. There's one yep. that, okay, yeah, that gives you a little bit of hope in the God he serves. There's one. And then he finds him at the at the game. And so all again, his facial expressions, you can't tell if he's happy or sad, but he hugs him and is like, okay, okay, okay. There's one. He's still good. He's still good. He's going to Africa. Okay, whatever. You know, probably do some more harm because of the beliefs and the way they do things. But you know, at least he wasn't destroying the kids like the other ones. He introduced Saul to hockey, the whole gambit. And then when Saul, like Esther was saying, gets by this river and has these experiences and really remembers what trauma he's been through all the way to the extent we find out this mofo was sexually abusing him with a smile on his goddamn face the whole time. 
And it's just like <sighs> a little piece in me was like, there it is again. <laughs> you know, again, I'm like, do, 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 you know, figuring out my own religious situation. And to see these things and the devil in the what is it, devil, devil in disguise, not really like it was just like, oh, here's a hint or a glimmer of what this protag second protagonist is in this film this possible white savior if you will because he got him out but did he and then you find out oh no you worse you worse you worse he's worse <laughs> it was just that's my protagonist so I, antagonist I, statement of just like I, I would say this right kind of as we kind of with that mindset like no finding out who is uh protagonist and the antagonist so all throughout you know the, the kind of like the chronol chronology of soul's life right so when he goes to the residential school i'm like okay i sadly expect the physical abuse i sadly expect the corporal abuse all of that i mm -hmm. i expect it and i'm like i'm waiting for the sexual abuse i'm waiting for it because i know i know Me too. and and then and then i for sure was like it's gonna happen when he goes to the the other like first nation family i'm like oh for sure that man who just randomly right. him played right. him was, like him to come to his house with his wife and his yes. and he, with, with, with his sons. Oh yeah, yes. I'm, like, sure. I'm like, this yes. is gonna be horrible. This is like the foster situation of the <laughs> yes. traumatic foster. And this I'm is like, about to go really bad. I, and I'm like, for, I'm like, for sure. Um, I'm like, oh poor soul. He's going to be so like he's gonna want. He's gonna finally be home, but then like completely just devastated by being abused. And, yes. it does, and it doesn't happen. And you're like, okay. Oh, he's actually like, okay. <laughs> then he gets okay. moved to the white people house. You're like, like there and, it and, is. And, 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 I'm like, and I'm like, oh, for sure. I'm like, for sure, either by that white man or by his fellow, you know, hockey players, he's going to be yes. sexually assaulted. I'm waiting for it. Yes. For or it. when they were in the bar and they were all having to go out, yes. your turn, your turn. This mm -hmm. is when it's going to happen. And so you, sadly, you're waiting for you know the sexual assault to happen sadly and all through that right it seems that for the most part his trauma have been and witnessing physical abuse done to his fellow residential school um uh attendees i want to call them right sadly and then he he becomes an alcoholic because he um turns his back on you know pursuing hockey so at that point I'm like oh really this is a story about a man who you know as we've seen has been broken down by the system and I'm like okay all right I'm not okay, right, okay. Right. Sort of like I, I, okay that's the story that we're presented and I'm okay with it and there's only maybe like 10 or so more minutes, maybe five minutes left of this of this film. And I'm like, okay, that's that's soul story. I, I got it. Okay. And then the last minutes just wrecked you <laughs> because you realize that right. the it whole just, time. It, it, and that's what I mean by it broke and bit me. Yes, wrecked you. That's the word. That's the word. It's wrecked you because you're like, it's been happening the whole time. And I've been witnessing someone deal with complex post-traumatic disorder this whole time <laughs> this whole time 
the whole time. And I've and I've been My and I've seen, and I've witnessed a child just completely be left out. Yes. <laughs> and the cold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my God. Um, last question. Uh, <laughs> what has been, uh, well, second to last question, because we got to do our popcorn moment, but mm -hmm. what was the impact? What, give us a quick, um, just yeah. impact of what this film was for you. The impact for me is how important it continues to be to have these stories told because these stories, again, through systemic oppression, through institutions, government, church, communities, have been silent because at the end of the day, no matter how well your belief was in the Catholic church, you know, a la the nuns and the fathers, you knew like the in the core of you, you knew that your actions and your behaviors and your thoughts toward this whole program is abominable, is atrocious, is evil. You know that, right? Um, and because of that, there are concerted efforts to keep these things quiet, to not speak about them. So when you have the generation, you know, of soul who have, you know, become adults and they're like, this is what happened to me. And the government is like, oh, no, 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 baby. What, you, you don't know what you're talking about. This is not true. We took care of you. Look at where you are. You have a home. We fed you. We sheltered you. We, we, we took you from your parents who are probably going to raise you as heathens. So the impact is that we get to have oh. the truth. Oh. We get to, to, to reckon with what we've done to our fellow human beings and, 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 and the hope that like maybe we can restore some hope from all of this hopelessness and, 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 and devastation that by bringing things to light, we can heal or at the very least um, just look into what we've done and change. I totally agree. I would definitely, um, the only thing I'd, yeah, I, I'm adding just so my voice can be in here at this point, but the, everything mm -hmm. you said was to the point is just that the impact that I believe I felt um, was everything Esther said and just how sick systems are. And again, just like with my own people, um, in my own community and how I try to avoid certain stories and certain realities for my own sanity's sake, still, like, I know it doesn't make you feel good, but these stories need to be told. That doesn't give it the right to be ignored, pushed aside. Um, these stories need to be told and they need to be seen. And so, you know, as deep 
And as heavy as this film was, I am very grateful. I am grateful and better for having known Saul for, you know, um, an hour or two and seeing this story and seeing and understanding what has happened, mm -hmm. what has happened. So yeah. Um, what's the popcorn moment you want to talk about today before we close on out? Whew. I think we've sort of talked about a lot of the big moments. Um, I know it's like this probably, this honestly is probably the film we've talked in depth about all of our films, I feel like, but this is probably one of the um, most in depth, I think I can say we've probably gone. So far, yes. We basically <laughs> talked about the whole thing, but yeah, if you could pick a popcorn moment, what would it be? And if you can, I'll um, pick one. If we can pick something, Oh, I know, no, I, just I, have, did, no, you know. I have moments. I'm just, <laughs> I'm trying to pride. No, I hear you. I'm like, just, I, I just want to insert, you know, if it's in your heart. If it's not, don't do it. But if we can find something light, I'll take it. But, you know, you don't have to, though. But if we could, though. Um, <laughs> I think for me, maybe I'll, I'll talk a little bit about this moment that we sort of hinted at. But, um, and, and, and sorry, listeners, I, 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 tend to forget details <laughs> of things. I just remember visuals mostly. But for me, that scene where we had the young girl, um, and let me see if I can remember her name, but uh, I believe her name was Naomi. Yeah, Naomi. Um, and, and you have this scene and it's so beautifully shot of her, you know, it's white, you know, from the snow on the ground and she's barely wearing something to like shelter her from the cold and the harshness of the wind. You can sort of like feel that wind and, 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 and all around her, it's, it's, it's completely sparse with the trees and, and she's in, in this unmarked graveyard of kids, of just kids this graveyard and, and and she's and she's and she's desperately trying to like find where her sister has been buried who's just died from abject neglect and overtly physical abuse and and she thinks she's found that grave site and she's and she's mourning and 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 she decides to to like slash I think she slashes her throat correct me if I'm wrong but just kills herself it just shows the knife and then it yeah. shows her it's falling over falling. so she successfully yeah. like Saul yeah. realizes what she's going to do and tries and, to run to her but yeah. she's already committed the act and yeah. falls over yeah. on the grave and 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 that moment for me just as I said um it, it, it might sound grim but um I feel like that took so much courage at such a young age to, 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 to go through with something like this because of just, like, I can't even fathom the hurt and the pain that she's gone through. Um, and, 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 and to get to that point where that is the solution for you, that is the release, that is the relief, that is what you can, that 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 is the best path forward, and and sadly, that's the thing. That is the best path forward yeah. in a situation like this. 
And for all of our talk, as you were saying, Maya, that you shared, right, that we are, we are fed, you know, the, the heroic story of, oh, you have to persevere. You have to keep going through all of the adversity. You got, you're gonna make it, right? If you just kept holding, if you just, if you just, um, if you just believe enough, right? If you, if you trust in Jesus long enough as, you know, um, kind of um, drowning from my own uh, experience as, you know, um, African diasporic person, uh, we, the religion was, 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 was in a way a tool of the oppressor, sadly. Um, and that one, it was used to explain and, and legitimize what was happening to you, that, that shadow slavery. But also because of indoctrination, you, you, you are made to believe in, in this you know, good benevolent God. And, 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 this, and this benevolent God is being told to you by your oppressors and that, oh, it's his, he, you know, uh, for the most part, is allowing this to happen to you, but you will have your reward in the next life. Or that, you know, this is happening to you because of what you've done, either through original sin or through, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like this is your own doing in a way, your, your parents mm. doing and, and, and you have to reckon with that. And so yeah. you are put in this impossible scenario where, where this life is, is completely gone from you, right? Like you, it's whatever. But the afterlife, even that, even that is, is not promised to you. Right. But, but, but that, that, that is the only, that is the only only positive light you can even just fathom because maybe maybe in that unknown that's waiting for me in the afterlife it has to be better than what is happening right now in this room it has to right nothing can i'll take be my chances i will take my chances can be worse than what i'm what i'm going through right now mm-hmm. and again as i said like it's so beautifully shot because you don't see the act. You don't. You don't. You don't hear anything. It's it's completely silent. I want to say even like a minute, in the film. But, but just kind of how it's shot, how it's directed, how it's acted. You 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 see this, but then to kind of extrapolate from that, right? Um, how again? It's it's none of those things happen in silos or on the individual level because, yes, you know Naomi did what she did for her reasons, right? But that has a ripple effect throughout the community because it's witnessed by soul. And so you have mm-hmm. to reckon with that and, yeah. and, 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 and say, could I have saved her? Could I have done yeah. X, Y, and Z? Could I have like, you know, gone down and fed, you know, Naomi's sister? Could I have like maybe spent a little bit of time in, at my own expense? to make sure she didn't die from hunger and, 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 and starvation and just whatever, right? Like you just, and, and, it, and it brings up, right? Kind of talking all the way circle to when you are the, when you are that first one, there is this other concept of, um, oh my gosh, I, I'm blanking on the term, but- um, Survivor's that, guilt? 
Yes, thank you. Survivor's guilt, right? Because how, like, you know, what, like that, that it's, it's a real guilt of being like, what was, what made me the one, the one to still be here? What made me the one to like yeah. somehow quote unquote made it, whatever made it means in that particular moment. Yeah. And, and it wasn't, and, and that, and that, you know, what's pernicious it's like, yes, I'm here. I'm a survivor, but do I even want to be a survivor? Mm. That choice is sometimes taking out of your head where you like, I'm kind of thinking about like Ruby bridges, right? The, that little girl, that black little girl, you know, um, who yeah. was the first to integrate. Did she even want to? Did she understand what that meant? And, 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 and how is she, like, she's still alive. Like, how, 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 what has that done to her? Oh. When, when you are that survivor, when you are that one without per, perhaps proper understanding of like your consent to it as a child. So even, even if you're an adult and quote unquote, making it at like Jackie Robinson, did you really understand? Because you can't, right? Because there's no point of reference to know what it means to be the one, to be that survivor, to, to, to make it. Because does right. make it really, is it better? Right. So that's my popcorn moment. <laughs> yep. And we always only pick one popcorn moment. So that's it. And that's, she couldn't pick a light one. That's all right. <laughs> um i did i did i agree you know again i agree with everything you said um that that is a moment in the film that will stick in my mind forever Mm -hmm. so yeah trauma ladies and gentlemen um that was indian horse it was heavy but necessary dark but beautiful, sad, but uplifting in so many unexpected ways. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth a watch. Um, if you got, you know, if you got the strength uh, to do so and definitely worth the support, mm-hmm. I would definitely say. Um, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to us today for oh, being we have a part to of this. first oh, um, <laughs> give our uh sort of review oh god you're absolutely right i'm sorry thank you for reminding me <laughs> our rating guys we have a rating system in which we rate the size of the popcorn for the film we have just experienced does this film get a small medium large or extra large popcorn today esther uh, I mean, completely extra large, just from, again, the story, the extra large the story. filled with my salty ass tears. Um, <laughs> I, I, I want to keep emphasizing that just everything about the movie, the cinematography, the acting, the writing um, is, is, is superb. And, 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 and the beauty of it is that it's, it's, it's again like the, the the story is very on its face, flat and simple, um, and mm-hmm. that's where the cinematography really shine because you you 
it through the colors like you 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 get that sense of just hopelessness of 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 of, yes so extra extra large with like extra butter and all the fixing because it is it is chef kiss just an amazing film and yeah i cannot recommend it enough and you know please support it um and let us know what you think we would love to hear your feedback about it so most definitely so remember guys to follow us review us support support us on all your podcast listening platforms we are popcorn p-o-c-c-o-r-n we are a part of the we need to talk club <clears throat> production of a podcast we have a website we need to talk club um and we thank you thank you thank you again for spending this time with us see you in the credits Bye. All right, bye.